Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. Come in. Oh my god. Oh my god, it's Colby. You have a nasty habit of surviving. You know what they say about the fittest? Just adjusting some things here. Just adjusting some things. How does that sound? Good? Okay? Yes? I can't. I honestly can't tell anymore. That might be a little too low. Here we go. Ooh. Yeehaw. <laughs> Look, for those, the welcome, like, welcome to Young Persons Radio. This is uh, the only show on the airwaves where you, the listener, are guaranteed to be cooler than the host. And yes, I am the host. My name is Colby Smith. We are here on Radio Free Brooklyn until... 11 a.m. this morning. I want to thank everybody for joining us. Uh, if you're a first-timer, uh, you might be a little confused by what just happened. And that is, uh, it's a well-trod tradition in the show's lore now that the first 10, 15 seconds are exclusively devoted to me finding the right levels for my microphone. Because, uh, look, we got a lot of music shows on the station, a lot of music shows. So, you know, the microphones, they don't get a lot of use as they might. And let's just move on. <laughs> Speaking of music shows, we have a new, this is the first time ever that we will are, are, are uh, preceded by oral fixation, A-U-R-A-L, no, oral fixation, oral medication. Well, I, uh, oral medication <laughs> with Rena Kaufman. Uh, it was, uh, this, this last week was the first week of new shows here at Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, we welcomed, I think, 16 or 17 new shows, uh, to the station. We're very excited to have all of them here. And, uh, so we will be preceded by oral medication from now on, but we are still followed by Points of Order, the great sports talk show, and they will be here at 11 a.m. They are then followed by Here and Now with Rachel C., uh, which is a, a, which, according to the new sticker she's got here in the studio, celebrates live performance culture and activism in the arts, which is then, of course, followed at 1 p.m. by Objection to the Rule, which is Radio Free Brooklyn's answer to the Sunday morning political talk show circuit. So we have all of your needs met right here. We're starting it off with comedy live then sports live, then music live, then politics live. So stick around. We have got all the bases covered here at Radio Free Brooklyn this morning. Guys, I talked to Kel Mitchell on the phone this week. Kel from Keenan and Kel, from all that, and from the new show uh, Game Shakers on Nickelodeon, where he plays uh, unpredictable billionaire rapper, to two... Like middle school aged girls who, uh, through a school project, created the next viral video game. So, Game Shakers on Nickelodeon, uh, check it out. And we'll, we'll, we'll be talking, we'll be playing, I should say, my interview with Kel later on in the show. 
But first, but first, I want to welcome back to the studio a repeat guest. She is a house performer at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater right here in New York City uh, and does all kinds of stuff in addition to that, which I'm sure we will talk about. Please say hello to Maritza Montanez. Hello. Yay. <laughs> Your microphone sounds better than me this morning. Oh, yay. What? I mean, you know, they should both sound good. But they still. should. What's going on here? No, I'll take it. I don't know. Maritza, how are you? Good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How, how much children's television do you consume these days? Oh, man, not enough. Right. <laughs> I, I feel like I used to watch a lot, mm-hmm. uh, especially like I, I think I was like one of those kids that watched children's television longer than other children did. Yeah. Uh, like I remember watching like Little Bear oh, when yeah. I was like 10 or 11. <laughs> I I loved Little Bear. It's so good. I was a big fan. It was everything was uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, man. That was the catchphrase. It was. I, I love that show. <laughs> there was one where he was like on a pirate ship that I, as a little, little boy, thought that's the coolest thing ever. A bear on a pirate ship. I mean, on, if there were a real bear on a real pirate ship, that would be the scariest thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really would. Yeah. Uh, uh, go on. Go oh, on, no. Please. I was just going to say, but I, I think I don't watch as much now. I like have little cousins and stuff, but they're in California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've got to seeing them. More. For the holidays. Oh, man. Not this year. Oh, no. I know. Ugh. But that's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to say, too, that you, the last time you were on the show was our Christmas episode. And uh, we played, you know, we played some Charlie Brown mm-hmm. tunes. Uh, and this is, our, I guess this is our lead up to Thanksgiving episode. Uh, so it's before all the major holidays is when you find time in your busy schedule to swing by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's keeping you busy these days? Oh, gosh, what is? Um, that's a good question. I, I think mostly the uh, same, same uh, <laughs> Lloyd at UCB. Uh, mm-hmm. Every the, other Wednesday, you mm-hmm. guys are up? Every other Wednesday, 7 And you're on the PM. team. 17. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they're great. I love them. They're cool. I want to brag, but I won't because that's gross. Um, but I like them a lot. And... And then otherwise, I think I've been doing more stand-up than I was Mm -hmm. last year, and that's fun. I'm also trying to write, like, a manuscript of children's books, which I should be watching more children's television. There you go. Honestly, I've got an excuse. Yes. Well, (laughs) we had had, uh, Emily Duncan and Chris Mann in here a couple weeks ago to talk about their Pluto musical. It's a family musical that's running at the People's Improv Theater uh, every Sunday at 3 p.m. Just got extended till March, uh, I want to say. Uh, I want to I want to officially announce to the Radio Free Brooklyn audience <laughs> that the show got uh, extended to March. So plenty of time to take your your little ones to go and go and see it. So we've and we've got, you know, the, we've got the Kel Mitchell interview today. There's a there's a theme running through there really the is. last couple of weeks. Uh, I, I, you know, and the pigeon has become the spirit animal of the show. I think all of it is coming together. To symbolize hope. <laughs> Birds symbolize hope. Little children symbolize hope. That's what this show is. It's a hope show. Yes. Is that insane? Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You need hope. You do. You do. Mm-hmm. Now, Maritza. Yeah. The last time you were on the show was it was so early on in this run that we had yet to develop the young person's radio guest questionnaire. Now, this is a series of questions that has evolved over the course of many, many 
weeks of research, trial and error, etc. I am going to add a couple of new questions to the questionnaire this week. So it's a living document. It's not unlike our Constitution. Mm -hmm. The Young Persons Radio Guest Questionnaire will begin now as follows. What is a song that you listen to over and over and over again? Oh, uh, oh gosh. Lately, Dime by Rachel Crow, which is very poppy and fun. I don't know that at all. It's, I'm going to find it. Oh, you gotta. It, it's like, it's like, uh, I'm not just some penny you can pick up off the sidewalk. I'm a dime, uh, which the first time I listened to that, I was like, wait, but a dime isn't much better. And then I realized dime means like you're a 10. Okay. Like, yeah. This is a brand new song. Oh my God. It's so good. Here we go. Oh, hold on. <laughs> hold on. We're not going to not going to play, gonna the, play ad. the ad. That's fair. Look, hum- humble beginnings, you know, we've all got them. And it's coming up soon. <laughs> I don't know this at all. I haven't even heard of Rachel Crow. Is she's, this a go ahead? Oh, she's very poppy and fun. Okay. Oh, baby, you could never buy no better. Oh, you're gonna pay for this forever. Try to spend my love, and now it's broken. I love when they do that. Yeah. When you got, you've just got some nice singing at the beginning, and then the drums kick in and the back drum. Yeah. I like that. And everyone should go home and listen to the chorus. I mean, after the show, sure. <laughs> everyone should go home and listen to the chorus. They're already home. Y'all are home. Yeah. They might be on the go, listening on the TuneIn app mm-hmm. or the uh, the the Radio Free Brooklyn app, which is uh, which is on iOS now. Everyone can go download that. Uh, and it's just it's just for the streaming. It's it's fairly bare bones, uh, but that's, that's that's all you need it for. If you were trying to listen to archived versions of the shows, all of them are available on Podomatic, including this show, Young Persons Radio. So you can go to Podomatic.com and search Radio Free Brooklyn to find all of our shows, or Young Persons Radio to find this one in particular. Podomatic. You're a podcast host. I am. You we- and Amanda Hunt. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, yeah. We we haven't recorded in a while. I think it, it might be a little defunct, but that's fitting because <laughs> uh, was, they're oh. still available. Yeah. Perfect. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah they're yeah. available. Yeah. We yeah. got a whole bunch of them. Uh, dying to laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, basically, we were like, oh, let's do a podcast about um, where we just talk to people about death, but like it's chill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're like, oh, okay. We'll try and treat it uh, with a light hand. I almost said with a heavy hand. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was fun. Uh, There's a lot of great guests. Uh, we had Kristen Bartlett from SNL. Uh, mm. I don't remember if she had already been hired then, but she's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Either way. Yeah. Her talent uh, is undiminished. Her talent. <laughs> uh, so talented, regardless. <laughs> um, and we talked about like a show she wrote that was like about like uh, it was Dead Dad's Club, which was long running at UCB. Mm. Uh, with her husband Jason Gore. Yes. Oh, they're so good. Yeah, I love them. <laughs> yeah. I uh, so I I like like many people know Jason Gore as a uh, Dudio, the producer of the best show. Mm-hmm. And I we had I knew who he was before that, but when he got the job, I saw him at a uh, bar near UCB, and I went up to him and I said, "This is going to sound insane if you're not who I think you are, but are you Dudio?" <laughs> 
And thank God it was. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine what I would do if someone walked up to me. And, As if you were duty. Yeah. And I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> and be like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It was a big risk. And, and I don't think I realized the risk I was taking until I was already most of the way into approaching him. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, if I had gotten that far and decided to back out, it would have been even stranger to not acknowledge the looking at, the approaching. Oh, yeah. yeah. It'd be uneasy. It'd, it'd be like, oh, gosh, this person knows something, and I don't know what. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me or or them. <laughs> what's going to happen? Next question. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, yeah. From I the did. questionnaire. What is a movie? This is my favorite question. What is a movie that you know is bad but enjoy anyway? Oh, that's a good question. I'm a monster, and I think when I like something, I'm like, it's good. Oh, totally. <laughs> so I'm trying to think, hmm, what's something bad that is good? Um, oh, gosh, yeah, all the things I'm thinking of are, like, actually, like, I like I almost <laughs> was going to be like, first Wives Club, and I'm like, no, that's tremendously good. <laughs> Diane Keaton, right? Uh-huh, yeah, Diane yeah. Keaton, Stockard Channing. Yes. Uh, Goldie Hawn, I believe. It's a wild cast. <laughs> um, oh, I recently watched Practical Magic. I watched what it on Halloween. What is that? Oh, boy. It's a Sandra Bullock, Nicole Kidman movie. Okay. Um, they, are, they are witches. Sure. <laughs> um, but they're, like, born as witches. Their family is all witches. Yeah. Uh, and they're all, like, iso- or Okay, this is going to sound heavier than it is up top. But basically, they're, like, these witches that have been outcast from their small town. <laughs> because everyone's, like, they're witches. And they've been cursed in some way. So, like, uh-huh. anyone who loves any of them, uh, if they if they fall in love with someone, that person will die. Wow. Uh, and they, like, uh, so they're all, so they basically all live alone. Um, and then stuff gets wild. Uh, you know, one of them falls in love, has a oh, beautiful no. family. And then, of course, you know, and then uh, <laughs> I don't want to give away too much. But well, there's so much. We can there's... put one and two together. <laughs> oh, yeah. We can put one and two together. And then one of them has like an abusive relationship. Oh, my God. And that's where the movie gets really crazy because then they're like, how do we deal with this? And this is this is is this a, a drama? It is. It's a drama. It's a drama. <laughs> and it's like a pulpy drama. OK, cool. Oh, so it's kind of it's soapy. Yes. I guess. Yeah. It's a little oh, soapy. Like well, that. it's a little soapy sometimes. And it's also very like fun and light at other times okay it's like for example i think their their aunts are like i think stalker channing okay and someone else who's so famous but i can't remember her name or what she's been in Mm. um and it's just it's the tone sounds all over the place tones this thing wild (laughs) practical what's it called practical magic yes practical magic i watched it on halloween because (laughs) i wanted to watch something halloweeny yeah, uh, and I tried to watch Scream, and I was too scared. <laughs> so I watched. You know, I, I have never seen the original Scream, but I, I know I've seen the Scary Movie franchise. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, is it the kind of thing where it would be ruined for me? The impact you said it was very scary. Well, so what I've seen of it is very scary. I've only gotten about one minute into <laughs> Scream because I, I keep pa- I ke- every time I've tried to watch it, I get about fifteen seconds further in, and then I panic, mm. and I'm like. No. <laughs> um, so I haven't watched it. I've also watched, not all the scary movies, but I think I've watched like one and two maybe. Mm, yeah. It's been a long time. I would say, you know, plow through three and four. Yeah. There's. I mean, I love, is Anna Ferris in all of them? Yeah. I love yeah. Anna Ferris. I think there was a scary movie five, but I don't think I saw Ooh. it. But yeah, Anna Ferris is great. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch, is mom still on? I 
I didn't watch it. I think it. it might be based on her podcast. Okay, okay. I think... Which is called... Uh, Anna Ferris is Unqualified. That's right, yeah. People I love, love that show. It's like, so I've, I've heard a lot of good things about it. I have yet to check it out myself, but uh, we'll do so. Yeah, you gotta. So and she fun. she gives advice or something? Yes, she yes. gives like... Um, it's mostly relationship... Well, so relationship advice, but broader. So it's okay. like... It might be like relationship with your like family or something. I see. Uh, or like co-workers and stuff but it, it's all so good they have guests they usually i don't know if they still do it this way actually maybe they recently changed it but they were doing like oh one week is uh them riffing with the guest and uh-huh. then the next week is the other half of that episode <laughs> uh which is them actually taking calls from callers and oh being cool like oh, okay here's your advice hmm, interesting so good maybe we should make this show a lifestyle show i yeah <laughs> now, we give <laughs> advice and then we say like Dudes, if you're not wearing a tie clip, what get are you out. doing? Yeah, get out. <laughs> get out. You're not wearing a tie clip. You're wearing a real tie? Get out. <laughs> get out. Not, no, not a clip. Wait, what's a tie clip? Not a clip on tie. Oh. A tie clip is like a little metal piece that like fits across the front of the tie oh that you God. you it like keeps it in place from like uh you know, flying. flying around. That makes uh, sense. And in that case, I rescind what I said. <laughs> rescind. I mm, retract what I said. <laughs> it's very important that I use the right word. Rescind sounds like I rescinded my job offer or something. It would be good to have a fashion show for, that was just like clip-ons, they're in. <laughs> Clip-on ties. If you're wearing a real tie, you're stuck in the past. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Who do you think you're impressing? <laughs> Who do you think you're impressing making a knot around your neck? No one. I'm not impressed. Do you, uh, this is veering a little into uh, politics now, but uh-huh. uh, apparently uh, Robert Mueller, special counsel Robert Mueller, uh, is like is known as a white shirt guy, quote unquote, to the point where Preet Bharara was once made fun of by him for wearing a blue shirt. That's the kind of fashion podcast that I want to host. <laughs> I want to make this show, this this radio show is going to be a fashion show in which men are only allowed to wear white shirts. Oh my gosh. To work. I, the audacity <laughs> of making fun of someone for wearing a blue shirt for no real reason. Oh my God. He can, he can, he can go sit in a field and just like sit there. I, <laughs> I, want, I was going to say go something meaner and I'm like, yeah, he can go sit in a field. He can go have a nice relaxing time in a field by himself. Dang, I messed that up. Robert Mueller. <laughs> yeah, you can go sit in a field with some tea and wait. <laughs> Picnic blanket. Mm-hmm. Full lunch. Full lunch. Wait till sunset. Go home. Soup in a thermos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tomato soup. Yeah, it's soup. It's soup time now. Although yes. we are having a weirdly temperate uh, uh, Sunday, November Sunday here in New York City. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Bushwick's lovely. Everyone's going to church. Mm-hmm. Uh, except. Except, Except us. us. Yeah. yeah. And you. And me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all of you listening. Unless, what if this is a situation where it's like a kid, there's a kid in the pew. Oh, my God. Right? And he's like, yeah, I'm listening, I'm listening. But secretly, he's got a little headphone in his ear. Oh, my he's God. He's got a young person's radio on. And he's like, it's so funny. <laughs> I feel like. I can't miss it. That might be your dream, you know? It definitely is now. Now it has to be because, oh, man, that that kid is devoted. I'm going to talk right to him. I'm going to talk to him right now. Hey, bud, I know it's boring, 
It means something to your family that you go. And one day, one day that's going to mean something to you too. But like, don't turn off the show because what if I say something that changed your life? Do you have this thing? I have this thing with some, with some people where it's like, I am such a fan of them. It's like the best show. Like I'm just, no, it's no secret to anybody. Love the best show. Love Tom Sharpling. I'll listen to swaths of that just out of like a compulsion of like, maybe I'll absorb some of that cool for myself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's just, there's something, I'm going to hear something that just like makes me, that like unlocks something of like what's cool about him. You know what I, I feel like I'm not explaining this right. No, no, no. You want to like, you're like, it's all, it's like maybe I'll tap into theirs. Yes. Uh, that's much, that's much more succinct. <laughs> thank no, you. no, no, no. <laughs> thank you. I'm very rarely succinct. So, uh, I, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, it's almost, the, I mean, this is not the same thing, but I, I sometimes have this thing where when I hang out with people a lot, I, I feel like I, uh, come to imitate their laugh oh interesting like my laugh starts to reflect their laugh and it makes me uncomfortable because yeah. i'm like maritza where who are you yeah. <laughs> who are you well i think this is actually uh I, I can't point to the article but i i remember reading a long time ago that that is a it's a common behavior among writers or artistic people is like the mirroring of behavior mm. of the person that they're talking to Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like especially when I was younger, I totally had that to the point where it's like if I was like talking to someone who was a doctor, let's say I was like, maybe I should be a doctor. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Every is this the most malleable like little twerp. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I, I think I was also very malleable. I, and I think maybe sometimes I still am because I, I think I get the thing where um, I think I admire just like, you know, dedication and like passion in people. So mm. sometimes if I hear someone talk about what they like, regardless of how I feel about it, I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Maybe I should do that. And yeah. they're like, Rinson, you don't need to sew. You yeah. don't sew. You've never <laughs> sewn. You just like hearing someone talking about how much time they spend stitching. So, oh, my God. So you think you want to do it. I, I relate to that so much. Yeah. <laughs> like we were talking last week. Last week was Comic Arts Brooklyn. Oh, uh, boy. This big, big indie comics expo at, at, at Pratt University. So all these... Uh, uh, you know, illustrators and comic book artists and all kinds of folks set up tables and they sell their wares and they have talks with established people in the business and like all this stuff. So I went to that and I was just like, and like I am not a, 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 an artistic man in that sense, but I was like, I came away from it. I was just like, maybe I should swing by Michael's and like get a sketchbook. It's like, what do you do? No, you're, you're not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad to do it. No, no, no. I could do it if I wanted to. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it's not, you know, I don't have to like now beat myself up for not being able to draw. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I feel that so much. <sighs> when I was little, I tried to make perfume. Really? But I had no grasp of what it involved. So I truly just put like rose petals <laughs> in a bottle with water. And it was disgusting. Oh, no. <laughs> they rotted. So you made, like, bad tea? <laughs> yes. They made bad tea instead of perfume. Bad, like, rotten water tea, rotten flower tea. Um, and that was just one of the many th- I was like, I'm going to be a veterinarian. I'm going to be a, I don't know even what you call someone who makes perfume. Uh, I'm going to be this, that, and the other. I, oh, so many phases. 
I want to just say to the kid in the pew right now, you can skip skip drawing and perfume. <laughs> We've tried it out for you. They're hard. They're hard. Who wants to call in? 904-351-0729. That's 904-351-0729. This is a call-in show. Call in. Take us to task. Do it. Join in. Do whatever you got to do. 904-351-0729. We... I should mention, I, I, uh, I've been lax about mentioning this, is that if you want to support the station, uh, we are a non, no, Radio Free Brooklyn is a nonprofit uh, organization. We're a 501c3. Uh, any uh, donation you make to us is tax deductible. Uh, we're going to do a big campaign for Giving Tuesday, uh, which is the first Tuesday in December. So, uh, uh, you know, if you, if you for some reason feel like you should hold off on supporting the station right now, then that is a great time to do it. And uh, we'll have something to give away uh for that for you know the giving season um uh so you know for your donation if you can contact me with proof of such donation uh, i will give you something i'll tell you we're working on stuff for the show about the show uh what we'll have to give away uh, hopefully by the end of the year um and uh you know so you get your get your support for the station right now you can find out how to do that at radiofreebrooklyn.com/pledge that's radiofreebrooklyn.com/pledge to find out how you can support uh, the station. And if you want to sponsor this show in particular, you can go to rfb.nyc slash YPR and click the link at the bottom of the page that says sponsor this show. That's rfb.nyc slash YPR. Caller, you are on the air with Colby and Maritza. Hey, Colby. Yes, Tim Keck. Loyal caller. Hey, how's it going? It's going great. Yes. How are you? Backing at it again. That's oh, right. I'm doing great. The Incredibles 2 trailer dropped yesterday or the day before. Been watching it like crazy. <laughs> the what? So excited for that movie. For which the one? Incredibles 2. Oh. The Ooh. Incredibles 2. The Incredibles 2. <laughs> it's going to be so good. It's going to make the Justice League look like the Justice League. Whoa. What does Whoa. that mean, Tim? <laughs> I think he means the Justice League. I haven't seen it. Gotcha, I've not gotcha. seen it, but I saw that 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. Did you see they were trying to hide that? I didn't see that they were trying to hide it, but I, like, I would try to hide it if it were me. If my movie got 40%, I'd but be like, that. It's the same company. It's oh. the same company. It's like a big conspiracy. Oh, well, that's... Rotten Tomatoes is owned by whatever company produced the uh, movie. And they knew the score was going to be bad, so they waited to release it until the day it came out. Well, that sucks. Out. Yeah, it's wild. It's throwing this whole system into chaos. That's so scandalous. That's, yeah, that's corruption at its truest, truest core. It's scandalous. Movie scores, yes. <laughs> highest corruption. But think about how much less money that movie would have made if everybody had seen their 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't remember the last time a Rotten Tomatoes score either persuaded me to see a movie or discouraged me from seeing a movie. I don't think I've ever put stock in it. Really? really. Yeah. I feel like Never? I... No. I, thought... I have a perfect gut <laughs> instinct for when a movie's going to be good or bad. Perfect. <laughs> I feel like I only check the Rotten Tomatoes scores when I've like watched a movie and I feel passionately about it and I want everyone to feel exactly how I feel. Yeah. Which I always feel. I always want people to feel exactly how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> but still. Yeah. Oh. 
Like, I remember checking Moonlight. I saw a commercial the other day, and it was like a trailer, and it said, uh, with incredible high score on Rotten Tomatoes in the commercial on television. Oh, come on. And it's like, oh, this has gotten out of hand. Oh, that's this bad. This is, like, too big a thing. That's stupid, though. It says, <laughs> Incredible 2, I'll give you the Rotten Tomato score, perfect movie. It's going to be flawless like the first one. <laughs> first one is pretty good. I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. It's just, a lot of these... So, like, you'll, some of these you'll click on, and it'll be, like, 100%. And it's, like, then it'll be no consensus yet. <laughs> it'll say no consensus yet on the bottom. And also, it's, like, let, let's let's just click on it. Let's say, let's say uh, Lady Bird. Okay? We're going to click on Lady Bird. Mm-hmm. This is the Greta Gerwig movie. It's, like, oh, 91%. See, it's at 100%. Critics that Lady Bird delivers fresh insights about the turmoil of adolescence and reveals writer-director Greta Gerwig's fully formed filmmaking talent. Who said that? All of them said that? 100% of critics said that? And then you scroll down, and it's like, uh, you got some, uh, uh, you know, uh, you got, like, the Toronto Star, Newsday, you know, newspapers review. And then you've got someone named Eric D. Snyder, Mm. who writes for... EricDSnyder.com. So I don't know how much I trust just anyone with a blog with their name on it. Right. To recommend this book. Look, he, but he two says. Things. Go ahead. There's the, there's the tomato meter, and then there's the audience score. And the audience is anyone can vote. And that's where you see, like, just people who saw the movie. Yeah, and the audience the score is only 91%. <laughs> Yeah, the tomato so meter. Like genuinely like, yeah, but if you check the tomato meter. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but, but the thing is, you guys aren't looking at the tomato meter. The tomato <laughs> meter. <laughs> the Justice League got 40%, but the audience score is 86%. Uh, so whoa. the morons who went to go see this movie liked it, but the pretentious pricks who saw it like a week ago hated it. Who are the pretentious pricks who make up the tomato meter ratings? Who determine it? Oh, there's no way to know exactly. Oh, Wait, no, let me see. You can see. There's 200 of them. Oh, my God. Here's another review for uh, Lady Bird, written by Robert uh, Dennerstein of the website Dennerstein Unleashed. Dennerstein Unleashed. <laughs> I'm going to bookmark that. <laughs> I'm not. But Colby, you're not, not checking the tomato score. No. The tomato score is from the New York Post, the Tam- NPR, Washington Post. Tomato meter. Oh, oh, don't worry. Dennerstein Unleashed is not a tomato meter approved publication, <laughs> according to the website. <laughs> I'm scared I'm going to go home and That's keep calling tomatoes tomatoes. I'm going to give this guy. All well, tomato meter doesn't sound as good as tomato meter. <laughs> it's a blog spot. Dennerstein Unleashed is a blog spot. Rocky oh. Mountain Movies and Denver Movie Review. For movie lovers who aren't easily swept away. <laughs> this is why the country is crumbling! Also, what's wrong? What's wrong with being easily swept away? I want to be swept Dennerstein? away! You know, maybe we cry quickly and easily. Yeah. But... Um, <laughs> who says that's morally bad? I, th- I think D- uh, Dennerstein is in deep, deep denial about his own feelings. Yeah, I bet he wants to be, well, 
Yeah, he wants to be swooned oh, away. First, first oh, no. line of the Lady Bird review. Lady Bird was so rapturously received on the fall festival circuit that when I finally saw this enjoyable coming-of-age movie, I was slightly taken aback by a level of critical enthusiasm that, for me at least, seemed excessive. Thank God we've got Dennerstein here to sift through all the shit and find the gold. Fuck you, Dennerstein. Dennerstein, go sit in a field. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> go sit in the field with a picnic and enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Put on SPF while you're at it. Ah, oh, Dennerstein. I don't really want to see Ladybird. Right, that's not what this is about. It doesn't Tim. look like any superheroes are going to fight in it. This it is about going to be funny. This is about. <laughs> this is not about whether or not you want to see Lady Bird. This is about Dinnerstein single-handedly unraveling the fabric of this country. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think it's important to, for everyone. I want everyone here to know I am not necessarily interested in seeing Lady Bird. <laughs> so I... stop inundating Tim with requests. Yeah, everyone's asking. Oh, no, no, I no. want to get it out there. I'll... I'm getting a lot of invites to see Lady Bird, <laughs> and I got to make a lot of, lot of soft passes on all of them. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people are really waiting for you to watch it, actually. Yeah, Tim, everyone wants my review. It. Tim. My review blog, Tomato Meter, Tim's Tomato Meter 2, is really <laughs> blowing up, and uh, everyone's requesting <laughs> Lady Bird on it. <laughs> Okay, this I I'm gonna shelve. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna shelve the project I was talking about earlier about doing a giveaway for December, and we're gonna put all of our free time in making Tim's Tomato Meter Two dot com. I'm writing this down. I'm writing this down. It's true, you guys. He's got he's got a pen and he's writing it down. It's a good pen, a uh, good reliable bic. Um, I forget what this one is called. Yeah. But this the is ones the that round have opaque. Stick. Yes, round That's stick. Oh, one of those like jelly pens that'll smear if you don't get no, it. No, no, no. Ballpoint, buddy. <laughs> oh, ballpoint. Oh, wait, no, <laughs> not ballpoint. Whoa. the most fired up Whoa. Marissa's <laughs> ever been. Don't, <laughs> ballpoint. Don't tell me to go sit in a field right now. <laughs> you know what, Tim? I, I, I won't, but watch yourself. <laughs> oh, man. This is the most oh, intimidating man. I've ever been. I, I'm I'm scared. Good. You can take the show Cross over. The pen line. <laughs> it's my show. <laughs> uh, oh boy. Oh. Tim, anything else to say before you yeah. go? Uh no. Uh, uh, you can check out Spot or Not on Instagram. I'm back, baby. Oh. Totally do one. So these are. Have you mentioned this on the show before? These are uh, uh, little restaurant reviews you do on Instagram. I don't know if I've mentioned it before. I don't think I have. I don't but think I so have an either. Instagram called at Spot or Not Food, and it's got food pictures. And then uh, me and a friend go and get food, and then we uh, say whether the place is a spot or not. It's... We don't provide any analysis whatsoever. We don't discuss it at all. <laughs> but at the end, we stand outside and yell "spot or not." Yeah, and, and uh, I think it's the most binary way to judge a place. I was on one. I was on one where we went to uh, what was it? House of. House of Falling House of Small Daggers. Wonders in Williamsburg. House of Falling Daggers. House of Flying Daggers. <laughs> I think we went to Crouching Tiger. Oh, you Tiger went to the movie. Yes. Yeah. Tim and I went to a movie, and it was a spot. <laughs> Colby wanted to see Lady Bird, and I was like, hell no. Mm. Let's go see Crouching Tigers, House of Small Wonders. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to check out uh, 
the uh, at Spider Not Food to uh, see what we thought of it. Yeah. And we're at the totally doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You should. Yeah. It's really fun. I went to Blue Stove for one of the first ones. Oh, man. Your, uh, I, which I only knew about because you posted pictures of. So much. I, they ought to be so giving many. you some free stuff at this point. It's true. Blue Stove, if you're listening, <laughs> uh, I would take like, just like, I don't know, like a like a monthly pie slice. <laughs> a stipend. <laughs> yeah, a stipend. Oh, my gosh. A little pie stipend. I would do that. I would appreciate that. I would take it. I would run with it. Yeah. Yeah. I believe you've drummed up enough business for them where you should be getting some percentage. You know, mm-hmm. get a referral bonus. Oh, my God. That'd be amazing. That'd be wild. Yeah. Just say, hey, I'm only here because Marissa said it was a good spot. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, okay. Yeah. I really want also, that. Also, I saw Tim's at Spot or Not Food and uh, decided to come here as well. Yes. Don't you kind of want that to be like the person who's like, oh, if you tell them that you know me, they'll give you some free stuff. Oh, man. That, that's what dream. a dream. What a dream. <laughs> Ugh. We've all got lofty dreams, and that's ours. We do. Two things I want to happen. <laughs> I, want a, I want a little kid to listen to me while, <laughs> instead of listening to the sermon at church. Oh. And I want, uh, I want Blue Stove to give me free pie. Also, the little kid at church one, I'm like, that is wild, right? Uh-huh. To have a little kid be that passionate about your work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They know. Oh, man. They know me. It's like in, uh, like in yeah. uh, A Serious Man where he's listening to uh, like Air Supply or Jefferson Airplane or something in church, and then he gets it confiscated. Or in Temple. You know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then the rabbi's like, this is pretty good. <laughs> a priest would never say that. <laughs> no, a priest would never listen to Air Supply. <laughs> Jefferson Airplane. Yeah. Rabbis are way cooler. Rabbis are cool. <sighs> Rabbis seem like chiller dudes in just mm-hmm. the, you know, from what I've heard. I don't want to. I don't want to say categorically either way. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Like pastor, it's, pastor just sounds uptight. But rabbi, it's like, yeah, you hang out with the rabbi. I will say, no, you don't. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> when do you hang out with a rabbi? Well, I don't because I'm not Jewish. But I think <laughs> that they have a better, a more friendlier relationship with the rabbi. Hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know. I really can't speak to that. Uh, other than that, I. I uh, you know what? I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, nothing I could say would be right here. I feel like growing up. So I'm probably right. You're, pro- You're you know probably. You know what? Tim's right. right. Young Person's right. Radio officially endorses everything Tim says. Oh no! Oh, you gotta be careful. <laughs> That's a joke. For the record, uh, oh, for no. the record, Your Honor, Your Honor, Your Honor. I'm speaking to the judge directly now. Your Honor, that is a joke. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tim, uh, we gotta start wrapping the show up here. Oh no! Okay, I know <laughs> we got to end a little early so we can get to this uh, this Kel Mitchell interview. Did you ask if he did, if he drinks orange soda or who loves orange soda? You'll find out. <gasps> oh, oh, baby! <laughs> Tim loves orange soda too. All right, Aww. love you guys. Later. Bye, Tim. Bye. Oh, he's categorically wrong about rabbis <laughs> and pastors. Priests, yeah. I think, are a different story. Or is that like distance? I, I don't know. But I feel like churches in general love whoever is leading them. Yeah, they do. Yeah. That's like a part of it. They're part of the community. I used to see. Uh... <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, I, I feel like I should say this thing that is serious, even though that it's is totally not. It is, it is maybe the, uh, the biggest 
like societal role of the church is to, is to you know you meet people you would never have met otherwise and then they're they're you know you have this thing in common and you can support each other or like give each other jobs yes it's <laughs> true and in my town i feel like i had a better sense of who the pastors and priests were in the town than like mm-hmm. the mayor Totally. Like, Who's the mayor? I feel like growing up, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I felt exactly the same way. Yeah. yeah, where I would see, in fact, I would see uh, my the pastor from my church just like out in town when I would be like, you know, running cross country practice or something, you mm-hmm. know, and I would wave. Yeah, they'd say hi to me even if I wasn't from their church. Yeah, because it was like, oh, we all like all the kids go to same high school. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. wild. Yeah. Yeah. There was. There was. Um, is it what's the the thing you do at the end of your scene? Is it cotillion? What's the there's like a religious thing? Oh, anyway, there was some event at at the high school our senior year where like all of the pastors from the local churches came and like each did a little ten minutes about like preparing these young people to go into the world. Oh, wow. uh, and it was actually, I mean, for this like backwater small town, it was like a fairly progressive thing because there was like there was a Catholic priest and a uh, uh you know some protestant ministers and like a guy from the unitarian church and it was a, it was a nice mix of judeo-christianity <laughs> yeah oh that's lovely actually no oh. <laughs> i mean it was diverse by our standards right i mean that's the thing too i'm like oh 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 my town <laughs> yeah we have probably enough time for one more call, 904-351-0729 if you want to call in. But we uh, uh, we do got to end on the early side so we can get this interview. So, uh, yeah, I talk, just to set it up a little bit, I talked to Kel Mitchell on the phone earlier this week. Uh, you know, he's back in – he was in New York briefly, back in Los Angeles now. So uh, you couldn't do a live one right here on the air. So uh, it's a pre-recorded interview, uh, and it is uh, over the phone. So, you know, the sound is not as crisp and perfect as you would be hearing right now, uh, uh, but it's a uh, it's a fun short chat. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna play that at the end of the show, and then play a song, and then points of order will come in uh, soon. But we're into you know we're into the wrapping up. We're we're wrapping. We've got five or so minutes now, mm-hmm. Maritza. Oh gosh, I'm never succinct. I gotta be careful. <laughs> you were earlier. <laughs> I know. I I will cherish that moment forever. <laughs> Oh, it's so rare. Should we, man, Dennerstein, Dennerstein's killing me. I'm going to close out all those tabs. tabs. You mean you don't want, um, you don't want the rest of the shows coming in being like, well, Young Person's Radio is all about Dennerstein. (laughs) I think at this point we've got to get Dennerstein on the show. Dennerstein, he would do it. He would do it. Yeah, he's got to. Dennerstein. How, how do you keep from being so easily swept away? Mm-hmm. It's hard. Do you weigh yourself down with bricks? <laughs> because that's all I can imagine doing. Maybe a granite slab or something. <laughs> he brings a granite slab. He buys two tickets. One for me, one for my granite slab. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, Those are so heavy. Dennerstein. Killing me. Do you get these Facebook notifications that say your friends are interested in an event near you? Oh, I get those. They're so disappointing. I would forgive all of the Russia election meddling if they'd get with rid Facebook of them. if they got rid of them, I mm-hmm. think. I, I hate them. Yeah. I do not want to know. It is better if I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
Especially if it's like, like, okay, here's the thing. If it's an event I know about, I was invited to, like, why are you reminding me about it? I clearly didn't respond for a reason. Yeah. Which it might not be, no, no diss to anyone. The reason might be <laughs> I'm busy that night. I can't go. Yeah. Um, but also, if it's something I wasn't invited to, wow. Thanks, Facebook. And yeah. Thanks. Just, just rubbing it in my face. Mm-hmm. Like all your friends are about to have a great time. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. I'm glad that at least. What were you going to do again? Nothing with mm. your friends? No. Yeah, you were you gonna take a night in for yourself, but really that's just code for I don't I wasn't invited anywhere. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna watch a movie and tell myself this is nice. Yeah, but I'll know that when I finish that movie and I go on Instagram, I'm gonna see all my friends decorating a Christmas tree without me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're always. That's what they're always doing. Year round. <laughs> always decorating Christmas trees. They got the Christmas spirit and they won't share it <laughs> with me of all people. I'm like, I'm very Christmassy, I think. Totally. Who knows? Yeah. I, had, I have had several people since Halloween say to me, I did it. I caved. I listened to Christmas music. I caved. I'm like, relax. <laughs> what pressure yeah. was being applied to you? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, I love Christmas. I love Christmas music. Love all that. No one has made me feel like I should play Christmas music. No. As a matter of fact, I would say the opposite. Yeah. And But not strongly. People don't care that much. They really don't. No. I caved. What are they going to do? They use the phrase, I caved. I caved. I, 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 I tried to be so strong and not listen to Christmas music, but everyone... Everyone kept... Oh, society. The woes of being malleable. Actually, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you were were were, that malleable, dang. We're back around now. We're back around to the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, We have, have like, three. I'm trying to time this perfectly. Yes. We have enough time for a clip. So, uh, uh, you know who Neil Young is? I hate Neil Young. No, I don't. I don't hate him. Point it took is, me a second to remember, but yes, I, was, I imagined Neil Sharma for a second. <laughs> Neil Young, I like him. Mm-hmm. I do. Mainly because uh, he's really weird. He's just like an insane old man at this point. So he's got this new album coming out. So there's been all this press about it. <laughs> I stumbled across this great clip uh, from like two years ago, I guess. Now. So here we go. I'm going to turn this back up. This is him on stage. What's my... Oh, God's sake. Why is this not... All right. Now. is like 16 <laughs> minutes long there are hardly any lyrics it's mostly just him jamming with the band and then he breaks in i he was swept away he was, he was swept, swept away. away in his you wouldn't know anything feelings. about neil young dennerstein yeah what do you know about neil young <laughs> nothing nothing oh ignorant monster mm-hmm. <laughs> well maritza 
Yeah. Thank you so much for coming back. It was such a joy to have you here. And uh, I I hope uh, to do it again soon. Yeah. Love it. Thank you for having me. What what should we plug? Oh, wow. Uh, That's a good question. I mean, Lloyd, every other Wednesday... Um, I'm doing uh, Artie Galapudi's show next month at ECB East, which, oh, I should have thought of, uh, I should have remembered what day it is. <laughs> um, but you can look at the ECB's calendar, and that that's going to be fun. It's your body, yourself, and it's a great time. She's cool. I'm looking it up right now. Oh, my God, bless you. I'm looking it up so the people know. Yeah. Oh, so much good stuff. And it's next, it's December? It is. It's in December. It's early in December. I want to say December 5th, but I don't know if that's a Monday or not. It was December 5th. It was Tuesday, though. Oh, my god! Tuesday, gosh, December 5th at 9 p.m. Yourself, your body at the UCB East Village Theater mm-hmm. on Avenue A. Yeah. And 3rd Street. And, oh, wait. Uh, that's in the address. The next night, 17 is up at Lloyd Night at 730. Ooh, yeah. Check uh, her out in December, everybody. <laughs> you gotta. And me, well, I'll just be here next week. <laughs> we'll be ringing in the Thanksgiving. Oh, I hate that. That's, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> we'll have a Thanksgiving episode next week. James Cross will be back. Two repeat guests from early last year, back to back. So tune in. We will be followed shortly by Points of Order. And in the meantime, I am very happy to now play for you part one. This is just the first half of uh, uh, our interview with Kel Mitchell, and we'll get the second half up at a later date. Uh, But here is me and Kel Mitchell talking on the phone. Maritza, thank you once again for coming in. Everyone else, thanks for listening. Keep listening to the interview until the end of the show, and then through points of order at 11. Uh, But me, I will talk to you live next week at this time. Talk then. Thanks, everybody. This is Radio Free Brooklyn. Stick around. Here is the interview. All right, Kel Mitchell, welcome to Young Persons Radio. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. What up? So I'm going to get this out of the way, out of the way, right up top. Uh, so obviously, <laughs> as I'm sure a lot of people say to you, my siblings and I, all big Keenan and Kel fans growing up uh, in that era. But uh, for some reason, we had a tape of the TV movie Two Heads Are Better Than None, and I'm telling you, we played that thing over and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Do you have? Uh, I would. I would be remiss if I didn't ask if you had any memories of making that movie specifically. Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, well, it was a horror movie, <laughs> so and uh, that was crazy. And I remember like the action that was in it, and <laughs> uh, all the the place that we shot it at was pretty weird. Like it was this place with a lot of different like actual trap doors and secret rooms where they found this location where we were shooting at now in California. So that, really? that made it, yeah, that made it kind of crazy for me and Keenan, like, cause you know, in between scenes, we would like walk around, uh, this place and like find stuff. And, and I, we found like an empty, I think it was like an empty, like a uh, safe and like, like all this, like, but it was like a walk-in safe, like not as crazy stuff. It was crazy. Oh my god! <laughs> that's, one of, that's one of our memories from from that. But yeah, it was it was definitely yeah. fun too. <laughs> I read I read somewhere that was Milton Berle's final acting role. Yeah, he was he was loud. He like he was like the ad lib king. Like he kept ad libbing all kind of stuff. And still telling yeah. jokes. He was telling jokes like in between <laughs> like the shots and everything. Like that? he just kept it on. Like the character. Kept yeah. It on. 
Yeah, but they're <laughs> never off cool. that guy. Right? No, never, never off. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so going back before that, obviously you get your your start on all that. Which uh, mm-hmm. for anyone who's listening who doesn't know was a was a sketch comedy series on Nickelodeon all through the '90s, and then uh, uh, came back was on into the mid uh and. Uh, I think I, I probably speak for a lot of people of that generation who were kind of, you know, young, budding comedy fans. And the fact that we had, you know, essentially a kid version of Saturday Night Live that our parents would, you know, actually let us watch, you know, that was a, that was a huge deal. Um, so I wonder if you could talk a little bit about how that came about for you and, you know, sort of what working on the show sure. was like. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, how it came about where they did a nationwide search. So they were looking for kids, like, all over. And so uh, I was in Chicago uh, doing theater around this time. And uh, I remember I was in high school, and I got uh, – I was on finals that day. So I had my finals, and I had this audition. And I remember I got to the audition late because I was doing some stuff at school, and uh, it was traffic. And uh, they were, like, packing <laughs> up. Like, I was like, oh, my goodness. So I get in the room and uh, I actually forgot my monologue, which I never do, but because I had finals, I was studying. <laughs> it was like I really didn't look at it that much. And so they were like, okay, well, yeah, why don't you just go practice it in the hallway? And I went to go do that and I knocked over some camera cord. And I was just like, I've ruined this audition. This is, <laughs> this is horrible. And uh, <laughs> so, but I did it in a comedic way where like they were laughing and I thought they were like laughing at me, but they were basically laughing with me like this kid's hilarious. And then I came back in. And uh, I did the monologue and killed it. And then I did a lot of characters in there. Like, I did Coach Creighton in there. That was based on one of my high school coaches. Uh, oh, wow, yeah. yeah. I did Good Burger in there. Uh, I did a lot of different characters. And uh, I didn't hear some hear anything for, like, about a week. So I didn't know if I got to roll. And then all of a sudden, uh, it was, like, nighttime. I was going to bed, and my mom got a call. And I just heard her own. <laughs> I couldn't hear who was on the other line, but she just heard her go, what? What's happening? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, so she's like, we're going to Hollywood. And we actually went to uh, L.A. and had to do another round of auditions. So just imagine mm. all these hilarious kids from every walk of life from different cities. It was like the Avengers of the Marvel team <laughs> coming together. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and they had us battle, like, with impersonations, like, stand-up comedy like battle and so uh and i, I got i i, I won and <laughs> within the battle it, uh their top, they got their top seven so it, it was cool it was cool to that's wild show. so did you i mean did you this is this, this sounds kind of absurd but did you sort of feel prepared for it at that point i mean you said you were doing characters in your first audition was that stuff that you'd been working on even at that you know even at an early age yeah I feel like uh, definitely theater prepared me for it. Like, I always tell kids, like, they want to get into acting. Because, you know, nowadays with social media and everything, there's other ways to get it there. But, you know, I really feel like theater really prepares you for it. Yeah, but you know, this is just an introduction before the blow 